Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And we'll, of course, uh, of course, take your calls about whatever might happen to be on your mind. That is the point of this uh, radio program. 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Michelle. So, uh, Michelle, how are you? I'm fabulous. This is great to have you in on a uh, Friday, because Allie, who's normally here on Fridays, has uh, gone on a vacation yes. uh, back down to Alabama, so we probably won't be hearing from her for a couple weeks, at least uh, two or three weeks, I think, from uh, yeah, today. Yeah, so. go see mom and sister. Yeah, that should be fun. That is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, good to have you in here, and of course, uh, you can get on the phones at 855-450-FREE. Last night, there was a story that we kind of teased, and it didn't get a chance to really... Uh, talk about it all. And it's another one of these disturbing stories that uh, all of a sudden have been being reported on. And of course, the question is, how often have these been happening where people haven't been aware of it or it hasn't gotten the the kind of media or independent media attention that, say, the Brandon Raub case uh, has received? Are you familiar with the Brandon Raub case? Absolutely. The former Marine who was taken in uh, put in a mental ward basically to protect him or society because he right. <laughs> had Facebook posts that were, you know, dangerous. Yeah, it was about a week ago. I think it was last Thursday that uh, Mr. Raub was uh, attacked by the police. Not physically, but... But FBI uh, and the Secret Service. Yeah. So this is a federal issue. He he had his freedom stolen from him. And the claim was that uh, he had posted something dangerous on Facebook, something threatening uh, to Facebook. And ultimately, it amounted to some song lyrics, I guess, is what he'd posted. And, you know, this is a guy who feels really strongly about uh, the state of freedom in this country and... Uh, obviously, he went and, and fought in the military, and that didn't do much to protect freedom, clearly. So he's pretty upset about all that, and uh, he posted some song lyrics. And posting violent song lyrics isn't actually a threat of violence. You know, it's just not, and it shouldn't be a crime. Well, Mrs. Cheney would have you say think so. Mrs. Cheney? Yeah, Dick Cheney's... Um uh, wife and also Tipper Gore. They Tipper were, Gore was, yeah, they yeah. were both really into the uh, you know explicit language. And, right, the and, explicit uh, li- uh, li- lyrics label came out as a result of yes. uh, what Tipper Gore did. Right, and so yeah, I, the fact though that that um, there is protected speech for the purpose of being able to express grievances against the government. That was the the whole reason why it was you know uh, the listed in the Bill of Rights. However. There is something interesting. He may fall under the military code because he, um, if he's on reserves, because you're in for four years and then you're on reserves for four Was years. Was he on reserves? I wasn't clear I, on that. See, that's the thing is I looked up and I'm no longer, long, <laughs> I'm no longer on Facebook. He was 26, so. which would mean that he probably, if let's say he went into the military at age 18, yep. four years to 22, four yep. more years to 26, maybe he was borderline. Right. And so in the event, then that begs the question of whether or not you can indenture yourself as a servant and mm-hmm. abdicate your your uh, civil liberties or your you know rights under the constitution or even your human rights uh just not i wouldn't say rights but just your humanity and and your ability to make choices well the good news about brandon robb as you may have heard is that another judge i guess heard the case and has ordered him to be released oh i haven't heard that that's awesome so i haven't actually heard that he's been released 
I've just heard that he's ordered to have been released. So I don't know what the timetable is on that. And maybe if somebody else has been paying closer mm-hmm. attention, uh, you could call in and clue us in at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. But in other news, related news uh, from beforeitsnews.com, uh, this is kind of written in an email style, so I'm just going to share it as it as it is. Uh, it talks about breaking information, and this came in on the 22nd, so a couple days ago, regarding an Army combat veteran in Ohio who was raided this evening for the same reasons that Brandon Raub was, ra- was arrested. This evening, meaning two meaning nights two ago. Days okay. ago. Mm-hmm. There were no criminal charges, no suspicions of criminal activity, and he was not arrested. So unlike Rob, who was carted off into a crazy ward, this guy wasn't arrested. However, all of his firearms were confiscated, and he's been given a notice to appear before a judge. Now, this uh, particular veteran is a Purple Heart recipient, has no criminal background, and no issues with prior VA psych evaluations. Just got off the phone uh, with him and would like to pass along all of this information. Uh, According to a call from a friend in central Ohio, uh, this guy had all of his firearms confiscated. At first, I thought he was joking, as we often do, so I made some sarcastic remarks. But he continued explaining what he had gone through. I stopped him and asked if he was being serious or just pulling my leg. He assured me he was being serious. says, I'll provide you with the details as best I can. Uh, a search warrant was executed by Miami County, Ohio Sheriff's deputies at approximately 5.30 at the home of my friend at the exact time he was returning home from work. The minute he got in the back door from his garage, there was a knock at the front door and a cruiser pulled up directly behind his truck. There were seven sheriff's deputies in total, and the warrant they produced gave them the ability to find, secure, and obtain any deadly weapons. The reason stated on the warrant was for, quote, the safety of the defendant, that is the man in question here, and the general public. The order was signed by a local judge around noon the day prior to that. Uh, my friend said he was able to read off uh, some of the parts. Uh, defendant shall not possess, use, carry, obtain any deadly weapon and shall turn over all deadly weapons in his possession to the law enforcement agency that serves the order. Uh, if the defendant is in possession of deadly weapons, the defendant is guilty of violating some code. Uh, I, I, I'm presuming that means if after this order comes through, he'll be guilty of that. Deadly weapons, aren't they like kind of trained to be able to kill someone with like a bra strap or something? I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. fine when all the guns are gone, then what? Then you can take a pen and stick it in someone's jugular sure, artery and, and, and kill them. And knives aren't so, going to go anywhere. So. Right. So, you know, this idea that they're, these um, military personnel are safe with weapons when they're over in foreign lands. But then when they're back in their own home, they're not. That's worrisome. The claim on the warrant is that the person is under adjudication of mental incompetence, has been adjudicated as a mental defective, has been committed to a – excuse me, this is – Sorry, that's the section of the uh, the revised code from Ohio. So they're looking to get him for mental incompetence, and that's why he has to appear in front of a judge. They confiscated all of the weapons that they found in the house, including a pistol, shotgun, two AR-15 rifles, and a stripped AR-15 receiver. Uh, the pistols, you know, they go on to describe, you know, apparently they also confiscated a hunting knife uh, as well while they were there. So, in addition to the confiscations, the deputies attempted to question my friend and his fiance. I didn't get specific details on the questions asked. They refused to answer any questions without an attorney present. So, that was a good move on their part. It seems like Brandon Robb uh, did talk to the police. And right, and he wasn't actually charged. He was right. with the crime. He was uh, carted off. And that's going to be the way it goes, I think, because they don't have to prove 
that you have done anything wrong or even that you're suspected of doing anything wrong, but rather that you're just a danger to yourself or to other people. Which they don't have to prove either. Right. But I mean, right. And, but you could say to me, Ian, I mean, you know, you've known me for a couple of years and maybe you've seen me up or down. Mm -hmm. And if you see me depressed and I'm not wearing any makeup and I'm staying home a lot, not going out, you could say, (laughs) Michelle, are you depressed? You could be a danger, could be a to, danger yourself to yourself or to your call family. The psych ward. Yeah, that's it. It's but just that easy. You're right. It is that easy. And I don't know if they can do it on the say-so of just another person. But if they get some state psychologist to say that this person... They can do it for 72-hour person... hold for any reason whatsoever. And within that 72 right. hours, then they can say two weeks and then it can become indefinite. That's what happened with Brandon Robb was, uh, you know, they, somebody made the determination that he could have been a danger to himself. So they took him away. And now, thankfully, a judge has reversed that particular decision. I, and we'll let you know if we hear any more about his case. Uh, he told the 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 man, the men that were in his home, uh, the sheriffs, that this is BS. And then one of the deputies remarked, look, man, I'm just doing my job. The icing on the police state cake was a notice to appear before a judge for an evaluation of mental competency. The judge will decide if he has to see a state psychiatrist. Keep in mind, too, if during the time between now and the judge's decision, another search warrant could be executed. If they find any deadly weapons in his house, he'll be charged with a felony and will be arrested. So how do you prove that you're sane? By people, you know, there's some state psych, uh, some state shrink that evaluates you based on whatever state oriented. I think uh, that the criteria. state is insane. Though. I agree with you. Eight five five four fifty free. That's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. But from their perspective, it's insane to not believe in the state and not worship it. More coming up. It's free talk live. You take control. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel. The printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number is 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website, head over to freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features that you'll find there. Once again, freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Michelle. And the features on the site, by the way, include archives. You can go all the way back to late 2006, and we give it away to you at freetalklive.com. Right on the top of the page, you'll find the last seven days' worth of the show. And then if you click into the SoundCloud link, on the left-hand side of the page, under Listen and Share, you'll find our SoundCloud link. Click there, and you'll be able to go back for years and years' worth of archives. And if you want to share one with your friends or share an Edgington post, which is what Mark does, our normal uh, weeknight co-host, you can just click the Share button on whatever episode you like, and it'll make it easy to share to your Facebook profile or Twitter or WordPress blog or wherever it is that you would like to share. So, uh, once again, go to freetalklive.com, download however many archives you want. By the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. You need some collections done, they'll do it with respect, and they'll do it in a way that'll likely keep your clients down the line as well, because that's important too. So, you can go to SACL CAI through their banner at freetalklive.com. Look on the right-hand side on our banner column. It's a very top banner. Once again, that's SACL CAI. 
All right, so uh, so we'll continue here, 855-450-FREE. And maybe you know more about this uh, case. I don't even know what the, the guy's name is. I just found this blog uh, about his uh, alleged raid that happened. This is a few days after the Brandon Robb raid uh, went down, where they arrested Brandon Robb, a former military veteran. Uh, I guess that's repetitive. He's a veteran. And uh, they arrested him because he made some posts on Facebook. This guy was not arrested. He was allegedly had his house raided by seven sheriff's deputies who confiscated all of his firearms and then ordered him to appear in front of a judge for some sort of mental competency hearing. What will happen after that point uh, in time, I don't know. When the the, uh, the hearing is, I'm not sure about that either. Uh, and if you know more, you're certainly welcome to clue us in at 855-450-FREE. Or if you've heard an update about Brandon Robb, uh, also interested in knowing when exactly he's going to get out you know, man in a robe has ordered him released. Usually it doesn't take too long after an order comes down from a judge uh, to release a prisoner for the prisoner to be released. So I would hope that he's been released today or yesterday because I'd heard originally yesterday this is when that order came down. So what happens to him, though, if, you know, if somebody gets you with one of these Baker Acts. I keep calling it that because that's what it was called in Florida. The Baker Act was what allowed them to take you and put you... Is this from you... Jim Baker? No. I don't know. Uh, it's from somebody in Florida, probably the, the politician who wrote the uh, the act would be my guess. But the you know it's one of these pieces of legislation that exist pretty much all over the country where you can take somebody from their freedom and put them into a mental health uh, facility for 72 hours, up to 72 hours. And like you said, Michelle, they then get evaluated further and maybe kept for longer. Uh, but uh, well, what happens if after you've been put into this facility, now Brandon has been there for a, a, at least a week at this point, after you get put into this facility and some judge decides, oh, it looks like this was a mistake. And let somebody let you out. Do you have a case? Is there a, a civil case that you can bring in that uh, in that instance to, or are they completely immune from? Uh, oh well, we thought there was a problem. You know, I think they're immune under the USA Patriot Act, actually. Oh. Mm-hmm. If I recall, because my my brother was, I've talked about Tony before. He was uh, arrested on and charged with two felony counts of um, of. Uh, Threatening a public official, which was a something added under the USA Patriot Act with Homeland Security and everything, and and um, he ended up taking a plea deal after spending seven months in jail, uh, most of which was in solitary confinement and having his head bashed in twice and being fed oh, psychotropic wow. drugs and what have you. And and um, I wanted to bail him out. It was a fifty thousand dollar bail, and I wanted to bail him out like within hours and yeah. days. And I was told that. If I did that, I would lose my $50,000 because they would pink slip him, which is what they call in California or 552, where as soon as you walk out of the jail, they declare you, um, they pink slip you, and then they put is you- Is this the mental incompetence Exactly. Thing? And so even though you haven't done anything wrong and you haven't failed wow. to report, you you end up forfeiting that um, that bail money. And so I waited, and it was, I mean, I, it was the worst decision of my life just about that I- that I valued $50,000, even though that's a lot, that is a lot of money to me, but I valued that more than my brother. Cause I, and I didn't value it more than my brother. I just didn't think that, but that they it was threatened gonna, you, right? Oh yeah. And I didn't, I just didn't then think you're just that gonna they throw were going to, right. And so I kept thinking, well, okay, you know, one more week or one more week. He's okay. He's okay. And, um, 
And sure enough, you know, they he witnessed a uh, a murder inside Orange County Jail in Santa Ana, wow. California. And so he tried to, you know, inter- intervene and he was beaten. He wasn't oh, no. beaten by the other inmates. He was beaten by the by guards. The guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were, you know, they wanted to see that that civil unrest being handled within the ranks of the, you know, the the inmates or whatever. And uh, so then they started feeding him like clozapine or something and Seroquel and some other things. And, um, you know, it made him lethargic. It made him all kinds of things. So, so you regret that you didn't put up the $50,000? Because well, sometimes you can call their bluffs. You know, right. cops lie and politicians certainly lie. Bureaucrats lie uh, whenever it's convenient for them. And so they could have been lying about that, just trying to intimidate you. But do you really want to put $50,000 on the line to call right. a bluff and see right. if they and are lying? And I didn't lying? have like $50,000 is $50,000 to me. It's not like it's yeah. $500. And um, so, yeah, that's why I didn't end up doing it. But it just it breaks my heart that I didn't. I don't know, do more or whatever. And, you know, we were out in California. There wasn't anything like mail to jail or Mm -hmm. this kind of community. Like if that happened here, it couldn't happen here. I don't think in the same way it could happen there because there would be 20 of us or 50 of us or 100 of us. And everyone that we know sending letters and rallying and, and whatever. And so there would be eyes on the watchman that makes a thing. difference yeah. when people are paying attention to the plight of others it makes a big difference i mean you can look at the brandon rob case if he had just disappeared without anybody knowing and right. without anyone caring then he'd probably still be in some sort of crazy ward but because people cared enough to follow up mm-hmm. there was news reporting about it and likely Two civil, phone calls. civil liberties lawyers stepped up to That's represent right. f- i think it was the rutherford institute yes. yep. that stepped up so yeah because these people kind of took up the mantle in this case is likely what helped pressure uh, things into happening in the right direction. Absolutely. So it's nice when people care about each other and, and stand behind one another. And I think you're right, Michelle, that you know, being here in New Hampshire, where you've got over 1,000 people that are here now as part of the Free State Project, over 12,500 have signed on board to move here as part of the Free State Project. And people are making plans and, and making, you know, I know people that are packing to move right now. Uh, that are you know going to be coming up here. It's great. Uh, Jillian from Stateless Suites has announced that she's going to be moving to. Oh, is she New really? Hampshire. Yeah. So uh, you know the people are always coming here, and the more people come here, the the better the community will be, uh, and the more support we can offer to uh, to each other. The the courtroom for Adamo was was packed. There were plenty of people that came out to. And he could have got as trial. many as twenty years, right? Yes, he could have. Yeah. So 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and he is appealing, as we had mentioned earlier this week. There's a video up about that over at freekeen.com from Pete at copblock.org, Good for him. Uh, where it kind of talks about what he's going to be doing with the appeal. 855-450-3733. TSA News on the way. Plus, Michelle's going to tell us uh, something about Lance Armstrong. I'll share that with you. It's Free Talk Live. of that same old government-free baklava from Mandrick? How about trying Stateless Sweets government-free fudge and caramel? Stateless Sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home. Order them as a gift, a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself, or catered for your next event. Go to statelesssweets.com. That's statelesssweets.com.
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that are waiting for you there. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. And if you're a lady listener and you want details on how to be on the Shrine, you can go to Shrine dot freetalklive.com find them there that's shrine dot freetalklive.com mentioned uh in the last segment the free state project and uh, michelle and i were talking about how valuable it is to be around other people who are willing to actually do something to achieve liberty in their lifetime people who are willing to stand up for their friends and stand up for what they believe in and uh, do what it takes whether that's uh, creating media like we're doing here tonight or whether it's uh, doing civil disobedience or non-cooperation perhaps going to court to support somebody running for political office there are agorism agorism as well there are a lot of different things that people can do and more becomes possible as people get together there's a newer mover here to keen uh, james who is uh, an accountant by trade really you know bright guy mm-hmm. and he is uh, he came out to a cop blocking this uh, past week and made a video. The video is up over at freekeen.com. He did a great job with the video. But on the video's uh, comments section, or not the comments section, but the description, he talks about how impressed he is at uh, the community that's here in New Hampshire because somebody called for a cop blocking literally 30 minutes before they went out. It wasn't anything that was planned. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of an off-the-cuff, hey, let's go do this uh, sort of thing. And you had something like six people out and about doing uh, cop blocking on the streets within a 30-minute time span. And they got all kinds of great footage. There was uh, footage of one of the police officers riding his bicycle on the sidewalk, which is prohibited uh, in downtown <laughs> Keene. And they actually confront him about it and uh, and ask him some really tough questions. Okay, so they were tough questions. Now, did it end up becoming humorous? Was the cop able to laugh at himself or herself a little bit and say, you busted me? No. Or did they try? Did he hear she try to justify it? The That's cop just, tried to ugh. justify it. Oh, because you know what? It would be so... This place... More than other places I've been, the police really are um, uh, pretty easy to talk to. Most of them. Mm-hmm. And I've actually had, uh, I had two police officers one night at like one thirty in the morning ask me if I would intervene on a situation. So they said, we know that you're a peacemaker and in the community and it would be nice if you could, if you think that you could influence, you know, those people over mm-hmm. there, then give it a shot because otherwise they're going to go to jail. And um, it happened to be someone that I knew because from they work in a restaurant here and it worked out really well. Another time. I was thrown a, a set of keys rather than have someone have to have their car confiscated and everything. Right. I was really, I was the drunkest one of anyone there too. I can't believe I'm just like, sure, I'll take them. I passed them off quickly to someone else. Right. But the thing is like, that just doesn't happen in other places I've lived. And so no you have a nice canvas in which to work. The jail here is clean. The jail in, on this part of the state is clean. The yeah. one in which Adamo is being held is not so great. Oh, no. Uh, it's really one of the... He describes it as uh, one of the, the worst. And uh. so, yeah. But out here, things are, are a little yeah. bit nicer. And just generally, though, I agree with you, in New Hampshire, the police are not as heavy, just as far as the, the amount of them. Uh, there just aren't as many of them around. When I went down to Florida... I mean, it was always this way in Florida, but I didn't really notice it as much because I had lived there my whole life. I swear to you, everywhere I went, there was a sheriff's cruiser. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I don't feel like I'm exaggerating, and I did a lot of driving around because I had to run some errands and go, you know, see some people I hadn't seen. So I was in the car a lot uh, when I was down in Sarasota, Florida, and I tell you, every intersection, police cruiser, driving down the yeah, road, police cruiser. Yeah, I noticed that when cruiser. I was in Delray also. Delray, Florida, yeah. It was mind-boggling. And, you know, looking back, I know it was always like that. It's a very heavy kind of cop-oriented place. I went by a uh, a politician's sign on the side of the road, and it had a little sticker coming off the side of the sign, or I guess a big sticker because you could read it from the road, that said, endorsed by law enforcement, and then colon, and like six or seven names of different (laughs) law enforcement officers that I guess, you know, you're supposed to know who they are because it's that much of a kind of pro-law enforcement. Right. Uh, community is very Republican, kind of an area. And even though New We're Hampshire. We're here to protect you and for your safety. Even though New Hampshire has a lot of Republicans in it, the Republicans here are different. You know, the Republicans here are going to, in the state house, Republicans voted for gay marriage in mm-hmm. New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So when you say there's a bunch of Republicans in New Hampshire, that doesn't really, you know, translate to what Republicans might be like in, in other states. And same thing with Democrats here. Uh, a lot of Democrats here are totally like gun rights. You know, they're, they're packing heat. I mean, d- Democrats get the gun rights issue uh, in New Hampshire. So it's just different here. A couple things that I noticed, you know, I was out in California for three weeks and, um, and it was interesting to see how in, for example, the town of Del Mar, which is North County, San Diego, it is illegal to smoke in public. Now, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, so that's not, you know, really a big deal to me, but anywhere in public. Nowhere in public may you smoke. Wow. Right. $250 fine, I believe it was. And um so in any case, the, and there are all these, you know, um signs up everywhere. Signs, signs, yeah. everywhere there's signs. I mean, it's just crazy. Don't do this. Don't do that. The interesting thing though is there people disregard the law. Mhm. I was driving 85 miles an hour on the highway, and we call them freeways out there, and um, people were passing me like I was standing still. Yeah. And here, Tourist. everyone drives a speed limit. Everyone stops at the stop sign. Everyone, you know, uh, obeys the laws that are there. Not even, the cops. Not last night's, uh, not from the video. Right, post. but I'm they, thinking. They busted them rolling through stop signs, too. <laughs> that is so yeah. great. So it's interesting, though, that you have the New Englanders that are... You know, it's they like to go by the rules, but there just aren't as many of them. Then mm. you have people in California. There are lots and lots of rules, but nobody obeys nobody cares. them. Yeah, it's really interesting. an interesting cultural dynamic. Yeah. So our number here tonight, maybe you want to share uh, your thoughts on whatever's on your mind, one 450 3733 I guess this was all the point about, hey, the Free State Project is great. There are a bunch of people here that yes. love liberty. <laughs> so go to freestateproject.org to learn more. But if you take an airline flight to get here, you might have to deal with the new chat downs, as they are being called. Chat down? Chat down. So they pat you down, and then they chat you down. Or they might. There's a chance that a TSA agent might just walk on up to you in the airport next time you're there and strike up a conversation with you. Oh, I would love that. You know how I like to talk to everyone. I know. (laughs) So according to, uh, but for some people it's kind of uh, disturbing. According to Infowars.com, a Michigan journalist suffering from a facial disability has described his treatment at the hands of a TSA behavioral detection officer as frightening. 
after he was detained and swabbed for explosives following a refusal to tell the agent what his business was on a domestic trip from Detroit to Grand Rapids. Steve Gunn of the Muskegon Chronicle notes that he was approached by a female TSA agent at Detroit Metropolitan Airport and asked where he was going and why. He says, I'm headed home. Then she wanted to know where home was. That's when the mental alarms went off and I realized I was being interrogated. I asked her why the federal government needed to know where I was going and what I would be doing. She explained that the questions were part of a new security pilot program. <laughs> oh, my God. I Sign me up. I totally want to have a conversation with this woman. Well, you're, you're flying, right? You're yeah, regularly. I've been flying a lot. So yeah. maybe just look suspicious and then they'll just start look shifty. And well, maybe they'll come talk to you. They like it when I start taking off my clothes and that TSA <laughs> line. That always, you know, garners some some interesting conversations. But yeah, so go on. Sorry. The, the author then admonished the agent that he's a law abiding American citizen and that his movement and business within the country is not restricted or beholden to the whims of the federal government. He said that we live in a free country where innocent people are supposedly protected from unwarranted government intrusion and harassment. The journalist then notes that the TSA agent yelled out we have another refusal for all within earshot to hear. It's been previously noted that TSA agents purposefully resort to public humiliation tactics by yelling, We have an opt-out when passengers request not to walk through the body scanners. One of my bags was seized, he said, and I was momentarily detained and given a hand swab, which I believe was to test for residue Explosives. from bomb-making mm-hmm. materials. I'll give you a little bit more about these chat-downs here in moments, and maybe you've experienced one. Feel free to share your uh, your story with us one eight five five four five zero three seven three three eight five five four fifty free. This is Free Talk Live. Online Bitcoin poker at SealsWithClubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at SealsWithClubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at SealsWithClubs.eu. No seals or harm in the making of this advertisement. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. And it's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this radio program and you would like to support the show, one of the ways that you can do that is by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You go to promote.freetalklive.com, you'll get details there on how to get a free bumper sticker. You can download graphics, web graphics, and even high-res graphics with which you can make whatever your creative heart desires. Uh, We give all that stuff away over at promote.freetalklive.com. That's promote.freetalklive.com. And uh, still to come here, we've got the story about Lance Armstrong. Apparently, he's giving up, uh, according to Michelle, and we'll tell you what that means here in a little bit. But first, we've got to continue the TSA chat down story this from infowars.com where they're citing steve gunn of the muskegon chronicle where he was approached by a female tsa agent at a detroit uh, the detroit airport who then proceeded to chat him up about where he was going and why he was going there and what his plans were and it wasn't just from being cordial it was for the purpose of gaining information because as part of the new security uh 
pilot, you said? Yeah, it's a pilot program they have where uh, if they, for whatever reason, decide they want to chat, chat with you about what you're doing, they will just stop and talk. <laughs> and, you know, it's certainly within their purview. Uh, the cops can do this. It's called, uh, you know, it's called a knock and talk. If the cops suspect you of something or want to gather information, they don't need a warrant. They can just come up, knock on your door. And if you talk to them, then they'll try to gather information from you. Sure. You're not under any obligation uh, to speak to them. And I don't know what obligation you have to speak to the TSA agents either. In theory, I suppose if you don't talk, they might be able to detain you or something like that and then, you know, make you miss your flight. There there could be some sort of uh, punishment like that. I wish I would love to see like people get kind of creative in a fun way and like maybe like fart. Like a really nasty fart or something, and then they're just, just like, to make them go away. Oh yeah, or burp right in their face or something, and just be like, oh, bleh. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I have gas. What were you saying? Well, I don't know if I could call up a fart on command, but uh, <laughs> but you could certainly call up your cell phone and begin recording one of these interactions if the TSA agent. Uh, is chatting with you, you can start recording that conversation. And, you know, look, if I'm going to be on right. the record with you, Miss, Ms. or Mr. TSA, then you're going to be on the record with me. And, and then you can start asking them questions And because uh, whoever's asking the questions is, uh, is the one The one in winning. control, yeah. yeah. So l- l- give me a little bit more information about his experience here. He says he passed the bomb test cause, because he refused – he stopped after the first question, answering questions mm-hmm. when he realized he was being interrogated and this was more than just a little friendly chat with the TSA – and when he stopped answering the questions, she yelled out, we have another refusal, and then proceeded to swab him for a bomb check. He said he passed the bomb test and was told he could move on, but hung around a moment and told everyone within listening, ra- <clears throat> listening range what I thought about this terrifying experience. In the wake of the recent furor over the claims the TSA is using such so-called chat-downs to conduct racial profiling, Gunn's case presents another interesting angle. The writer notes that he believes the reason he was stopped by the behavioral detection officer was because he has been suffering from a condition called Bell's palsy, which includes temporary paralysis of all of the muscles on one side of his face. Mm -hmm. He says, I can't smile, and the condition makes me look even grumpier than usual. The TSA does train its officers to look out for uh, look out for out of the ordinary facial expressions as indicators of potential security risks. Gunn suggests that I suppose the government figures that grumpy-looking people with droopy faces are potential terrorists. God help any stroke victims who try to travel. If they suffer from paralysis beyond their face, they may be detained and questioned for weeks. You'd have to wonder about that. Do you think that the the terrorists who took over those airplanes back on 9-11 were, if that's the story you believe, uh, were scared about what they were doing i imagine some of them were but some of them might have been elated some of them might have been absolutely thrilled to engage in this because you know well, they're going to go believe to heaven the story they're going to get virgins 70 right. virgins which after you've had sex with those 70 i don't know if you get 70 new ones but because they won't be virgins anymore but um yeah so so yes elated excited any sort of um you know emotional response or whatever and so the but the people in tsa have you ever had any conversations with them we're not talking about the sharpest tools in the shed so i want to know how you know they're they're minimum wage unskilled workers so now those people are going to be judging my facial expressions and my intent and my well i'm sure they'll go through a two-hour training program before (laughs) at least uh, yeah. yeah maybe two and a half 
As uh, TS, excuse me, as USA Today reported last week, the TSA's behavioral profiling program at Boston Logan has not proved at all effective. Out of 725,000 Logan travelers over the past year, just a fraction were referred for further screening, and even less were referred to law enforcement. Only a handful were actually charged with anything, and not one single terrorist suspect was apprehended. The TSA had to talk to 2,217 travelers on average to spot one who merited law enforcement attention. Not exactly a big reward for all that trouble and expense. And I question what they mean when they say merited law enforcement attention. That could mean that you know they had a bag of pot on them. It could mean you know that uh, they were wanted for some other crime. Not or necessarily like me, they were to bomb anything. Right, like me, I have um, this clear plastic bag that I use. That it's sturdier than a you know like a. Um, freezer bag or whatever, yeah, like, okay. like a toiletry bag or whatever, but it's clear. And I have, you know, my face wash and my, you know, this and my that, and my right. deodorant and everything. And um, on my last trip, I was told that I couldn't have as many items as I did. I said, well, they're all under three ounces yeah. and they're in a clear plastic bag. That's and the only this, rule I'd ever heard about. Well, now there are a certain number of items that you uh. can have in that clear plastic bag. And so they took apart my bags and undressed me and did the whole thing um, because I had, had more than the number. Exactly. And I had, I've stopped saying from the, at the very beginning of the line, I'm opting out. <laughs> Instead, I just wait to see if they're going to send me through the scanner or mm-hmm. not. And then if they are, then I say I'm opting out, you know? Um, and so they didn't I, yell it when I went through there. They didn't do the yelling thing that they supposedly do. Oh yeah, they they've done that. They to yelled me. for you. Yeah, 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 a mm-hmm. few times. Um, but it wasn't so. I didn't have to opt out. I but I did get pulled aside for a secondary check because of this clear bag. And yeah. the the woman just looked at me with disdain and said, you know, she was very butchy looking. I was makeup and you know really ultra girly frosting looking, and. She just looked at me with disdain. It's Why like, do you think that is? Do you? I don't know. But she said, "Do you really need all of these toiletries?" <laughs> like, well, yeah, I'm 44. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> I mean, I tried to make it, you know, lighthearted, but yeah. instead, I looked at her and said, "Well, I don't, but you do." <laughs> Did you? No. Oh, okay. But, I mean, <laughs> in your mind's eye, you of course. <laughs> I kept my mouth shut. But yeah, the thing is, like, she that would have been the an equal retort to the way she spoke to me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I was nicer to her than she was to me. And um, well, being nasty with them certainly isn't going to get you anywhere, right? No. No. But so, I, you know, they get to be as rude as they want to me, and what have you. Kind of stinks. Toll free number here for you and your story. Uh, maybe it's a t- it doesn't have to be chat down related. Maybe something else happened to you in the airports. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Urging his readers to call their representatives and tell them the TSA chat down program should be scrapped. Steve Gunn, the author in, at the uh, Michigan Live site, notes that this program is bizarre and out and, and is a bizarre and outlandish violation of the Fourth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution which is supposed to protect us from unreasonable search and seizure by agents of the government unless they have probable cause. Mm, well, generally the entire TSA is, uh, you know, in my opinion, a violation of the Fourth Amendment's prohibition against unreasonable search and seizure. The entire USA Patriot Act is a violation right. of civil liberties. Yeah, But ultimately, your opinion and my opinion don't matter. What matters is what the Supreme Court justices say, and they are far more likely to back up the government and their TSA programs than uh, anybody, anybody with any sense uh, in their head. And Guarantees have- them a job. 
that's true. And all they have to do is say it was reasonable. So if the Fourth Amendment says that it's only you're only protected from unreasonable search and seizure, all they have to say, well, it's reasonable. There could be terrorists. So therefore, it's mm-hmm. reasonable to search everybody and question them. Mm-hmm. So to say that the chat down program is the violation of the Fourth Amendment is ridiculous. It's the whole program, the whole the whole TSA that's the violation. Now, it, you wouldn't be able to say that if it were a private company that were searching their customers before they went on the flight. If we actually had a private market in air travel. And usually the airline carriers are privately owned, but uh, or public, you know, they're companies; they're mm-hmm. not governments. Uh, if you had the, you know, companies running these airports, then the airports and the airlines would be the ones deciding on security policy. And you could choose, like maybe JetBlue right. and Virgin would not have such stringent ones, but American and United would, and you get to choose which ones you'd go on. Exactly right. 855-450-FREE. That would be an ideal world. We're not anywhere near that one, though. 1-855-450-3733. Lance Armstrong, the cyclist guy. Yes, Michelle, he you... won the, um, the Tour de France seven times in an Olympic bronze but medal. But he's giving up, and we'll explain why yep. in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Hour two's next. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by Friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. Toll free number 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Uh, we give them away. So, again, that's freetalklive.com. And uh, Michelle Seven is uh, in the studio with me tonight. You just said something before we went on the air. Can we talk about this on the air? Because I think it's really interesting. Yes. So, you've got three children. Uh, one of them is still living at home. The other was in college recently. And the Yes, the, the eldest, middle. Aziza, has been in college for two years. And she just dropped out and, and decided that uh, she has been adequately prepared to do research and study on her own with homeschooling and that the... $44,000 a year that was being spent on her education was a waste of money. So she's pursuing her uh, theater and music in, in New York and just doing that on her own and um, working at Hooters. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. And then the youngest one is one, Faisal. I talk about him quite often. He's like me, free spirit, which mm-hmm. is... You know, he's the one that's the most libertarian, but he's also, you can't handle him, (laughs) right? Wild thing. And that's, you know, gives a mother angst. But your middle child. Omar, he's like 
the perfect child. He dots his eyes, he crosses his mm-hmm. T's, he makes his bed every day. He, you know, has been growing this garden for me. He studied Latin. He's kind of like the ideal you know, Ivy League dream child to parents that want that sort of thing. And he's been rowing for the last couple of years and really likes that. All my kids are athletes and athletic and, and uh, he's chosen that to be kind of the thing he wants to do. And he did not get into the schools that he had applied to and wanted to get into. Um, or college, you mean? Yeah. He wanted to be recruited for like Princeton's rowing team. And, you know, those people are like, they all, they go to the Olympics, you know, and he just wasn't there. And so, um, after rowing in the Henley up in Canada, he said, you know, I'm going to defer going to college. He was going to go to UNH mm-hmm. for a year and then transfer. And uh, he was studying um, mechanical engineering and was going to row on their team. And and um, he said, you know, I think I want to go down and, and do some rowing in Boston and maybe sit in on classes like at Harvard and BU and MIT mm. and, you know, take figure out if I want to study astrophysics or, you know, what I want to do. I'm like, really? And he goes, he said, yeah, I think I want to do that. And I said, oh, okay. Well, we hadn't really talked about it, you know, in too much detail, but about a year ago, the boys had just exasperated me. And I'm like, I hope that someday I will walk in your bedroom and find that you are gone. <laughs> and <laughs> no, was that like a flippant comment or were you seriously? No, I have raised. No, I mean, I started, I told my, my children when their dad and I got divorced and I knew that I was not going to be able to hand them over tens of millions of dollars mm-hmm. that, um, that I could teach them. I could instill, you know, a faith in, and, um, God and I could teach them to have integrity and character and a work ethic and that I could help them to um, have opportunities to study and do things that, that interested them. And so that's that's what I did. But when the boys were about 11, um, I said to them, I said, one of these days, you're not going to want to kiss mommy on the lips. I mean, you saw Jack, (laughs) right? You saw Mark's little boy that was in here a little bit. He kissed me right on the lips and then he wiped it off. It was cute. But um, I said, at the point when you no longer want to kiss mom on the lips and and you, you know, you're not in love with mom anymore, then my role and my relationship with you has to change so that I can steer you and direct you toward leaving me. And at the time, they're like, no, I want to marry you. <laughs> and they're like, and maybe eight and 10. I said, yeah, you want to now, but you're not going to want to forever. Right. And so at the point when they started, you know, pulling away, I started like inching them out. And I really think that something that is lacking in our society today is that challenge that young men have around the age of 15, where they go out and kill a lion and they come back and they have their name and mm. they, they do their, the proverbial lion anyway. Well, right. Which is why when you told me that your son had just gone away, he uh, left. <laughs> that uh, I was surprised by that because it's so common in American culture for parents and probably more moms than anything else to have that empty nest syndrome or to be dreading the uh, the empty nest yeah. kind of factor, like to not want their children to move out and to be very concerned for when that's going to happen and to get all flustered about it and worried. Uh, was that part of why you wanted him to just leave was because that way there would be no build up to it. That way you wouldn't know the date and the time at which he would leave. So you wouldn't be able to get all upset prior to him going. No. Or would that just not affect you? Because what you're saying now, it sounds like that's not even something that would have affected you because you've always wanted him to, to leave. And that's it killed me when my daughter left. I mean, you really? know, oh, yeah. I mean, I was ready. Like, she was ready and I was ready. But, oh, she's just my heart. She's my best friend. And mm-hmm. and why, I think... Why the difference? Um, Because... 
I got my chance with my boys where they were in love with me. And mm-hmm. I think it's very unhealthy and it's an unhealthy thing within our society when boys are mama's boys at age 18, 25, yeah. 30, 40, 50. Oh, yeah. They need to leave their mother. Still at home at age 35. Yes. And yeah. so my sons need to leave me. And that's an important part of their um, stepping into manhood. And I want them to be stellar men. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I went upstairs and. And uh, his bed was made and his things were packed and there was a gift for me on his pillow. And um, I sent him a text message saying, where are you? He said, Boston. I said, did you leave? He said, yes. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. I know. That's such a neat story. He has a bike and a backpack and he says, I have all I need. He bicycled down to... He got a ride to Fitchburg, which is near us. And then he took trains and and buses and things. And... um, and I said, do you, now he doesn't have a social security number, Yeah, you know, so like getting a job and everything. That's I said, tricky. do you have any money? And he says, I have some money saved. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what are you going to do? He says, I'll cross that bridge when I come, when to, I come to it, but I'm huh. out, you know, seeking my, my, uh, How exciting. I think so. That is so cool. Yeah. So, uh, so you had seen him. When was the last time you saw him the night prior to that or? I saw him was uh, Wednesday. You just, you just found out he was gone. Was it today or yesterday? Yesterday morning. Yesterday yeah. morning. So you saw him the day Wednesday before that. Before I left, I went down to Boston Wednesday afternoon, and um, so I hadn't seen him since Wednesday at like one or something. Yeah. And uh, but we spent a, a month apart just prior because I'd been out in California for three weeks by myself, right. and then he was in Canada for a week without me. So and, and it was interesting when I did see him. He said I. I've never been away from you so long. This mm. is really, this was interesting. And, um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's tough in that, you know, I, Omar is just, I like him so much and he's really he's a nice young man. Yeah. When did you make the comment about, I wish that you would just leave that comment compared to when he actually did? Like how long prior to it had, I've made it a couple times, but the first time was a year ago mm-hmm. and they, you know, like I said, they were giving me a bit of a hard time, but they were misinterpreting, um, what I was upset about and what I was upset about was after we'd moved to New Hampshire, even though this is live for your diary, even this is the, you know, voluntarist Mecca and the free state project and everything, you would think that my kids would have entered into more libertarianism. That's not what happened. They ended Hmm. up going to a private school for a year and they became entitled brats. And was that because of who they were around or the way the school treated them? Part, but also, they were way more libertarian than nearly any of the libertarians that they were meeting in the FSP. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they were, so they, they just, you know, they were further along. Cause they, as Aziza told you that one time she was given the red pill without any choice. Uh, yeah. Remember that, yeah, you know, and so, right. And so the, uh, so, so I had said to them, I, I look forward to the day when I go into your room and you were just gone mm. and that you've said, I am going to go out and make my fortune. There was a famous quote that I had given them or told them from uh, the time they were little, which was uh, Meriwether Lewis said to his mother at age 13, uh, left his farm in Virginia with a knapsack and his horse and a gun and said, mother, I'm going to Philadelphia to procure for myself an education befitting a gentleman. Boy, they don't do that. Let you do that at 13. No, they don't. But that's really like we need young men like that to go out and say. I agree, but not just young men. I think that uh, young people shouldn't be babied for a long time. I mean, you made a statement about how you don't think young men should be in the house at age 35. But I don't think that should be true of any anybody. I don't know women that are staying home the way men are, though, is what. 
I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, so. but generally, I mean, it's a general statement. Right. I think that. I think people should be independent. Right. Yes. Encouraging that independence and that maturity at an earlier age is uh, is a good thing for right. men or late, males or females. Yes. Eight five five four fifty free. I just thought that was such a neat story. It Thank was one you. I'd never heard before. One eight five five four five zero. 3733. Whether you want to talk about the TSA like we did last hour or raising uh, children, you're certainly welcome to comment on that. Anything goes. Plus, we'll tell you about the Lance Armstrong thing. Apparently, he's giving up uh, regarding these doping allegations. 1 855 450 free. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at Mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us over at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. You can get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first. If you're on the news list, go to news.freetalklive.com, and you can sign up there to receive our emails. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and Twitter and Facebook will mean you'll get more uh, than just the news from Free Talk Live. You'll also get some questions during the show, some observations, uh, some links to some of the sh- show prep we're talking about. And uh, so you can do that too. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up for whatever delivery method is your preference. Also, I want to tell you about bit instant we've talked about bitcoins on free talk live they are the way for you to transfer money online without any sort of governmental permission necessary no corporation stands in the way bitcoin is an open source decentralized project that has created a true free market currency they are really interesting i recommend you go and learn more about them over at weusecoins.org but when you're ready to get your hands on some bitcoins you can go to bitinstant.com bitinstant.com will help you out and get those bitcoins into your bitcoin wallet and then you can do whatever you want with them maybe you want to give a donation to free talk live you can do that over at bitcoin.freetalklive.com you can use them for a variety of different products and services that uh, are expanding online as more businesses see the value in uh, accepting bitcoins as opposed to, say, a credit card, uh, where with a credit card, you've got to pay 3% or 5% behind the scenes. If you're a business owner, the customer doesn't see this, but business owners are paying 3-5% for credit card transactions unless they're like Walmart and they can get a huge quantity discount and then they pay you know 1.9% or something like that. So you know, there's different percentages that these credit card companies rake in, and that's because they have huge bureaucracy they have to pay. They've got to pay all those customer service representatives and you know all their staff and the administrators, and there's just huge companies. And Bitcoin is not a company. There's no overhead. There's nothing that – no costs that need to be covered. It's all done uh, by volunteers. It's all done by uh, programmers. It's open source, and anybody can get involved uh, if they want to. It's an amazing project. Go to bitinstant.com to get your first Bitcoins. That's bitinstant.com. So, Michelle, you said you wanted to talk about Lance Armstrong, the uh, the cyclist? Yes. The headline was, um, from all the articles I found, is Lance Armstrong to be stripped of titles and medals. Mm. And 
you know, that would lead one to believe that he'd done something wrong. Else, why would you be stripped of something? That's right? generally what happens, yeah. It says, today was a sad day for American sports. Lance Armstrong, who pretty much owned the sport of cycling in the U.S. anyway, has been hit with the biggest blow of his career, bigger than his recent bout with cancer. First of all, what a bunch of baloney. The guy not only lost a, lost a testicle and had oh, had geez. brain tumor and yeah, um, as well as uh, lung cancer, he went through several surgeries and um, radiation and chemotherapy, several rounds, and was very, very sick. He was given a 50% chance of living, and at one point he was given a one in three chance of living. And so, so to compare... The, you know, stripping of medals to nearly losing your life really uh, tells undermines what he has accomplished because, yes, he's done the titles and everything, but he's also his foundation has raised five hundred million dollars for cancer research and for um, providing services, particularly for underserved communities. He grew up with a single mom and wasn't well off and Mm -hmm. and what have you. And so he's primary. um goal since having cancer has actually been to to work on his foundation so in any case the it was the u.s anti-doping agency that announced it will strip armstrong of his unprecedented seven tour de france titles even though it's a u.s agency who the hell are these people oh yes well i will tell you the uh it's a non-profit organization and the national um it's it's a non-profit organization that is charged with managing the anti-doping program for U.S. Olympic, Paralympic, Pan-American, and Para-Pan-American sports. And um, its work includes in-competition, out-of-competition testing. Uh, and although it is a, it's implemented on behalf of the United States government, it's not actually a U.S. government agency. So... Uh, but it is funded with um, so it's some nine million dollars uh, is from the whom? Office of National Drug Control <laughs> Policy, right? So it's not a government agency, but it pretty much follows their dictates, right? So um, because they work so closely with the Olympic Committee, uh, they're going to be able to strip him of his bronze medal, and wow. then yes, and um, but we're not sure really about the Tour de France ones. Now he has been since. They could probably recommend he be stripped. Correct. They're also wanting um, all of his uh, uh, monies and and prize monies and things like that and endorsements that he received since winning his first title to to have to be returned and what have you. Uh. Now, the interesting thing is he's not been proven guilty of anything. He simply quit fighting. He's been fighting with them, I believe, since like 95 when he was first accused. So he was accused of what? Taking steroids, right? No, doping. No. Blood doping is, for, um, I don't know the particulars about his his case, but uh, blood doping is when you um, basically give yourself an extra pint of blood and then you have more oxygen in your body really? or what have you. Mm-hmm. This and is interesting. I've never heard of this before. You can also, when your body, when, when, you're I, think, above, when I hear the word doping, I just think you're taking yeah. dope. No. Which is kind of a general term. Sometimes yeah. it's a it term for marijuana, sometimes for heroin. And, yeah. No, yeah, no, 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 not at all. Yeah. Blood doping um, historically was... Giving you know, giving your body more platelets or something like that. But if you, for example, live at a higher elevation, your body acclimates by giving by producing an extra pint of blood. Uh-huh. And so, a lot of times, athletes will um, uh, artificially give them uh, put themselves in like tents and things like that, so that they are breathing. You know, at eighteen thousand, what would equivalent be 
uh, like 18,000 feet or something like that. And it causes your body to create more red blood cells and more oxygen in your body, what have you. I don't know if that was exactly what he was accused of doing, Mm -hmm. but regardless, he has, um, since 1996, he has been accused over and over again. And he has taken countless tests and has passed every single one of them. But he doesn't have the patience or the incentive or the interest to continue with these lawsuits. And what he said is, I know that I won these. My competitors know that I won these. Everyone knows that I have seven Tour de France titles. It's a grueling, brutal race. So these people have been after him for a decade and a half? Yes. And they're, you know, with the United States government uh, paying for their lawyers— there it's it's an endless pocketbook and he just said i'm tired and i'm not going to uh i'm i'm not going to wow. fight this anymore and so that got translated by all of the media into his presumed guilt which i think is is even you know very telling about our society because even the comments on the, the several different um websites that i that you i read on this her. Exactly. Yeah. And how he's an embarrassment to the sport, et cetera. And he has admitted to nothing. He's been he's he's actually been proven innocent of the allegations over and over again. So, yeah, I think it's, I want to um, know more about this. So we're going to come back and uh, maybe you would like to comment on Lance Armstrong and this anti-doping agency stripping him of his uh, success in the world of cycling 855-450-FREE that's 1-855-450-3733 take control of the airwaves here this is Free Talk Live you can bring up whatever you want DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Toll-free number 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features uh, that you'll find there. We've got the archives that go all the way back to late 2006. We give it all away, including the mobile site, the webcam, listening options. It's all there at freetalklive.com. So head over and enjoy. Also, want to invite you to statelesssweets.com, where you can get the brand new Free Ademo Salted Almond Caramel Chew. Now... StatelessSweets.com sent us some of their sweets, and they were absolutely fantastic. I don't know. Michelle, were you around when that happened? I did not get to have any oh, sweets. So <laughs> Look at your eyes. Just rolled totally, back in your head. Because and... had you been around, you would have been offered. We were giving yes. them away to, uh, to all the co-hosts in here. And they were great. They were absolutely outstanding, uh, really good stuff. And you can actually uh, buy them with Bitcoin now, as I understand it, which That's is exciting. exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can get uh, sweets that are made without any state intervention or licensing or 
or anything like mm. that uh, from statelesssweets.com. And now with the Friademo Salted Almond Caramel Chews, you can get those and 20% of the profits from that particular item will go to, uh, directly to help Ademo Freeman. Who Good is for Jillian. Yeah, she, of course, he's currently in a jail cell as he's awaiting an appeal on... His uh, so-called wiretapping charges, mm. uh, which involved uh, you know, possible 21 years in prison. He ended up getting sentenced to 90 days with several years suspended over his head after he gets out. Oh, I didn't know about that. You part. didn't? No. Yeah, he's got three years oh, of prison wow. suspended over his head for five years. So they've got that axe over his oh. head for a five-year period upon getting out of, uh, of jail. Oh, that sucks. And he also had, I think, the remainder of the year in jail. So he has up to three years in prison suspended and up to nine more months in jail suspended uh, wow. over his head. All of it for a period of five years. He's trying so. to get that appealed so that that is, is overturned as well. He is. And uh, Brandon Ross, who is a liberty-oriented attorney. I don't know if he's a Free State Project uh, participant. I know he certainly spends time on the Free State Project forums, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think he might be. Anyway, he is a liberty-oriented attorney who has decided to step up and take the case uh, pro bono, which is awesome. Yeah, And I'm I'm really glad to see somebody from the legal realm kind of step in uh, to to help out. Because, you know, most of these activists, they don't have thousands of dollars to pay an attorney's uh, fees. And so I, I want to make sure that Brandon gets, you know, some some yeah. some props. Uh, yeah, he was that. really nice. Actually, I wrote to him back um, a couple months ago at the uh, re- at the suggestion of Seth Cohn, who is a state rep here, who's no longer going to be a state rep. But anyway, he's a free stater. And um, when I was having a civil uh, uh, issue with some uh, prior landlords mm-hmm. and he was really nice, I actually ended up not continuing with him, not because I didn't want his services, but because I, I'm like, I'm not going to use his services on this. And it's, he seems like a really uh, detailed and um, thoughtful and uh, from what I could understand, a good lawyer. And I, I just didn't want to use that card for, for what I was, you know, going to be using it for or whatever. So, um, so I'm glad to see though, that he's, you know, getting in the game because Lance Armstrong or not Lance Armstrong, but Lance, <laughs> um, Lance Weber, Lance other. Weber. He was here He's and we thought attorney. that, yeah, we thought that he was going to do some stuff. And Seth Hipple has, has, um, done some things, but I thought well, we that, definitely need more, you yeah. know, liberty oriented attorneys to make the move up here to New Hampshire. The corrupt, you know, the corruption is everywhere in court systems across this country. Uh, and that's, you know, New Hampshire's no exception. Mm-hmm. It's just that here we've got way more activists doing way more uh, activism. And so there's more court cases that are happening here than anywhere else. Anyway, so to support a demo, one of the ways you can do it, I mean, obviously you can just go to copblock.org slash free a demo and there are ways to support him there. But so you, you can get yummy chocolate. But yeah, if you've got a sweet tooth, uh, in this case, not chocolates, but uh, the salted almond caramel chew, the free a demo salted almond caramel chew, available at statelesssweets.com. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Now, Michelle, uh, you're telling us about Lance Armstrong. He's yes. apparently throwing in the towel when it comes to dealing with this Agency USADA, which, the United States Anti-Doping Association. Apparently not actually a government agency, but gets a bunch of their money from the government, so they might as well be a government agency. And uh, you're telling us that they have basically pulled his uh, trophies. Yes. Or at least as many of them as they could pull. They're, right. They um, And he... There's a quote. He says, uh, USADA cannot assert control of a professional international sport and attempt to strip my seven Tour de France titles, he said to the media. 
I know who won those seven tours. My teammates know who won those seven tours. And everyone I competed against knows who won those seven tours. There is zero physical evidence to support the outlandish and heinous claims. Heinous claims, Armstrong said. The only physical evidence here is the hundreds of doping controls I have passed Hmm. with flying colors. So this has been, and I misspoke, I said 1996, but it's been since 99 that they have... Um, but so that's 13 years. He's got three young children, I think maybe even a fourth one or something now. And, and so like basically for the entire span of his children's lives, he has been inundated with all of these court issues and what have you. And that's a drain on anyone. If anyone's ever been in, you know, an ongoing legal battle. It's terrible. Yeah. It's awful. Whenever you've got a court date hanging over your head, I mean, in, in his case, he's not looking at at time in prison, uh, but it's still a frustrating thing to have. And he does have an attorney, but, you know, it's a frustrating thing to have to deal with this stuff. You want to focus on what you love to do. In his case, you know, it's cycling and other, you know, spending time with his family or whatever. Well, and raising over $500 million for yeah. cancer research, research with the Lance Armstrong Foundation, the Live Strong. You see the yellow bracelets that people wear, you know, and um, so he has... Uh, you know whether you like him personally or not. There, I don't know. know. I never met him. He's yeah. He's kind of a he's kind of a divisive character. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. people either love him or hate him, kind of thing. But um, still, you just don't want to see ever anyone at the you know at the other end of the U.S. government's witch hunt, and that's what this was. So they just why were they never satisfied? I mean, he's done all these test cleans. Money, 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 money. I think it's money. You know, he's, he's. Meaning he was supposed to give them money to buy him off or what's no, the suggestion there? He, they, he's got deep pockets. They just keep him. He employs, he by suing him, I think it employs a lot of, of the USADA, you know, it, it justifies their existence, right? Mm-hmm. He says here, I'm looking at a version of the story. I don't know which one you've got, but uh, mine is from Chicago Tribune, where he says that he will turn the page and will no longer address this issue regardless of the circumstances. He said it was a fight he no longer had the stomach for. Uh, Bill Stapleton, his attorney, or rather his agent for 17 years, said that it's not an admission of guilt. It's a rebuke of a process that is disgusting and unfair we believe they are completely out of bounds. We've been clear that we don't think that the U.S. ADA, the anti-doping agency, has the authority to do this. And we'll see what the people who run the Tour de France and the International Federation of Cycling will have to say about that. Because apparently they can uh, essentially appeal the decision to the Court of Arbitration and uh, the Court of Arbitration for Sport in Lausanne, Switzerland, should the International Cycling Union challenge the USADA's ruling. So this doesn't sound like it's completely over and done with. They right. they are going going to challenge their ability, the USADA's ability to strip his uh, his titles from him. But you know, there was someone who um, won an Olympic medal, I believe a gold medal, um, this at this last Olympics, uh, an American. I'm pretty sure who had to give up his medal because he tested positive for cannabis and he had, he admitted, he said, yeah, I ingested, he ate a cookie or something like that, mm-hmm. that it had some marijuana. And, um, and so he had to give up his, this his wasn't medal. Michael Phelps. No, this was not. Because- it was caught on a, you know, in, yeah. photographic evidence of smoking a bong. I guess there could be something else in the bong because they couldn't prove it was 
cannabis. Right. But that was when he, during he was retired or at that point or something I like see. that. He didn't. Yeah. So um, so they they drug test these athletes yeah. and some of them need to take things like um, albuterol and steroids for asthma or different things like that and are prevented from doing so because they are uh, they wouldn't pass the uh, the drug testing you can bring up what you want your thoughts on lance armstrong the anti-doping agency or whatever's on your mind 1-855-450-3733 and speaking of drugs there's been raids on convenience stores we'll tell you what for coming up this program is brought to you by freekeen.com freekeen.com features audio video and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Toll free number 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that we give to you. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like the program and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com and become a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is that uh, you can send three bucks a month into Free Talk Live and we'll take that and invest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So once again, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up get access to the perks like access to the amp only call-in lines the amp only podcast amp only forum and more Uh, once again that's amp.freetalklive.com speaking of doping now i mean doping in the drug using uh drug using (laughs) kind of sense uh tampabay.com is reporting on some raids that have gone down on convenience stores what for they're looking for spice now michelle do you know what spice is isn't that a um, a chemical synthetic uh, marijuana? It's exactly right, uh, and it has been prohibited uh, across the country at this point. It is now illegal to possess and sell spice, as well as uh, I think a couple dozen other research chemicals, as they are called. They have these different uh, analogs, I believe is the name for them, where they sort of resemble the uh, the actual product in question, but they're not exactly the same chemically. You know, there's K2 a, is one, right? It's another brand name, mm-hmm. yes. And the, the actual chemicals are, are like JWH-018, JWH-012, things like that. But they're sold under names like uh, Spice and K2. And then there's other things like White Lightning, which is what they call a bath salt. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they have these bath salts, which are trying to ape other drugs that aren't just cannabis. Maybe uh, drugs like ecstasy or Mm -hmm. methamphetamine, uh, for instance, cocaine. So a lot of these have been made illegal. Now, of course, a way around this is for the companies that are manufacturing them to just change the chemical configuration again. And so make JWH-01 eight or one nine or whatever and then market that which is Uh, great for the company but then if you're just a just a person caring or something like that you're going to get you know arrested and then you're going to have to 
somehow explain and justify to the right. tune of however much money that's going to cost you in time and jail time. Yeah, well, the lab it's the will one five sh- two, not the one five three. Exactly. Yeah, that they could certainly still ruin your life in the in mm-hmm. the meantime, and uh, so that's what they're doing now. They're ruining the lives of convenience store operators. Holiday Florida, where TampaBay.com reports, Rhonda Swetland saw the cruisers surrounding the convenience store next door and started clapping. Swetland said uh, she owns the kids stop and play daycare next door. She says we were waiting for this to happen for a long, long time. The convenience store next door, Pure Gas, was raided Thursday for allegedly selling synthetic marijuana, commonly known as spice. Swetland said people people loiter outside the store all day smoking, making the area unsafe for herself and the 75 children at her daycare. Well, why is it unsafe for them? Haven't people smoked outside of convenience stores, smoked cigarettes outside of convenience stores for a long time? Not only that, but I mean, I'm interested to know whether or not she feeds those children only organic food. <laughs> Does she give them any food that is, has genetically mo- been genetically modified? Does she give them any DH red dye that can cause hyperactivity in mm, children? Good question. You know, I mean, where where is it going to stop? I mean, if you cannot ingest and do to your own body whatever it is that you want to do, even something stupid then you're fundamentally not free, and I categorically reject the idea that I'm not free. We are happy, said Swetland, after watching the store's owner, Basil Almanluck, placed uh, in handcuffs and into a cruiser and boxes of seized spice packets being carted outside by deputies. Pure gas was one of 15 locations throughout the county hit Thursday by the Pasco County Sheriff's Office on the agency's latest attempt to wipe out the spice market. Deputies had a list of 21 suspects. They arrested 14 on Thursday and continued to search for the remaining seven. They are killers. That's what they are. Pasco Sheriff Chris Nocco <laughs> oh said God. of those selling the synthetic drugs, they're killers in our community. They're killing families and they are killing kids. And I don't know if there's, I mean, I don't, they're going to claim that there have been deadly overdoses here, but I, really? Of spice? People have died from smoking spice? That's news to me. In recent months, the sheriff's office has teamed up with the DEA to go after people manufacturing spice, which is, by the way, uh, most of these drugs are manufactured in China, so I don't know how exactly they're going to pull that off, which is marketed as incense or plant food and is widely used as a narcotic, especially by teenagers. The drugs have been linked to delusional, violent behavior, and in some cases, permanent psychosis and deadly overdoses. Decriminalize weed and that won't be a problem. Exactly right. The reason why teenagers, if they're going out and buying these research chemicals, are buying them is because they can't go and get the real thing, which, by the way, I don't know about Spice and these claims that there have been deadly overdoses, but I know that there has no one has been killed by smoking marijuana ever mm-hmm. right. in the history of recorded you know, mankind. Right. No one has ever uh, died as a result of uh, overdose of marijuana. At all. There have actually been some studies done that um, that people are safer drivers while high than when not. And there's been more than one. You're right. There's been more than one study, which is so they've been able to repeat that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Tyler listening in Ohio. Tyler, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Michelle. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Tyler. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I just kind of wanted to talk about that spice stuff. Like, have you ever tried any of that like k2 or spice or anything yeah i don't remember which brand it was but i did uh i did smoke some of the synthetic stuff a couple years ago at the porcupine freedom festival and you know i got high 
I wasn't. I didn't have the couch lock situation that some people describe. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it worked. Yeah, there's uh, some stronger brands. Like there are tons, tons of brands, and some of them are super intense and like, like don't resemble marijuana at all. Like I smoked one time, and I was just, I felt like I was going to die. Honestly, my heart's like beating out of my chest. Oh wow! Just. Yeah, like seriously, like I was in a car with my friend. I had to pull the seatbelt away from my chest because I felt like my heart was just going to explode. Do you, smoke, do you smoke weed? Yeah. And have you ever had that sort of reaction uh, from cannabis? No way. I've driven, driven. I've been pulled over by cops, everything. They don't, half the time they don't even know. It's really not a big deal at all. I mean, I've done all my daily functions high on marijuana. Because mm-hmm. marijuana is a vasodilator, so it can cause your um, you know, your heart rate to to speed up and things, but it actually, you know, opens up your all those um little veins and, and little bronchi or whatever. And um so for people who have like anxiety or um trouble breathing, it's actually helpful to them. So, and medicinal, but, um, but if you, I have had a couple, uh, reactions before when I was really high where I was like, I don't know if I can feel my legs, <laughs> that was, you know, that was after yeah. eating a couple brownies and <laughs> what have you. So I've gotten really, really baked before, but I've never in any way needed medical assistance or was in a danger, a danger to myself or to anyone else. From smoking um, un- cannabis, right? Unlike some of uh, some of these drugs that are prescribed by the, um, there are some the uh, stories here that show that people are dying from uh, from smoking spice. Oh, really? Yeah, at least that's the claim, according oh, to uh, fox fifty nine dot com. Say again, Tyler. I, I said there there has to be. I wouldn't doubt it. My friend uh, was just telling me the other day he does this regularly. I mean, he has a like a solid job and they drug test all the time. He makes good money, so he buys this stuff like by the ounce like the strong stuff by the ounce. And mm. he was actually telling me the other day how he smoked some and he was driving and he passed out at the intersection. He said he has no idea how long. Wow. He wakes up out of this like coma state and does not know where he is. Like luckily it was night, so there weren't really cars or anything like that. And he just, he kind of just like regained what you would say, like consciousness. Did he go back to smoking spice after this experience? Yeah, he's an idiot. He does it every day. So. Wow. I mean, and it doesn't last a long time, so you're, like, constantly, if you're trying to stay high, you are trying to smoke a lot of this. Tyler, like I, thanks for sharing actually, that story, man. Anything else you want to share with us tonight? Oh, no, that's it. Thanks, Appreciate the call, man. Thank you for making it. Let's go to Jason, listening in Utah. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Michelle. Hi. Hey, Jason. I First, I'd like to point out that what spice really is is something mined on the planet Dune. But I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I'd like to talk about, yes, spikes may have killed somebody, but the number one cause of death within humans nowadays is stupidity. And the number one source where people gain stupidity is the current public school system. All so right. If you want to hang on, we can come back and talk to you more about that in a moment here in hour number three, which is coming up. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And if you've got an opinion about spice, maybe an experience you want to share, you're welcome to do so. 1-855-450-3733. As police in South Florida are cracking down on it. It's Free Talk Live. 
Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyAndHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls Your Birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it, therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free as we launch here into the third hour of the program. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Here in the studio with you tonight, it's Ian. I'm Michelle. And we'll go right back into your phone calls. Then coming up, uh, the news about, is this the big news of the day from New York City with a shooting uh, going on there? We'll tell you about that in case you haven't heard. And But first, Jason is on the line in Utah. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, you were making well, a statement I'm, right before we went to break about uh, the government education system and we had to jump into the news. So go ahead with your thoughts. Well, pretty much the, I don't like to use the term, but lady that was making the reference about, ooh, it's harmful to secondhand smoke. Well, secondhand smoke may or may not be harmful, but secondhand stupid definitely is. (laughs) And not only are our kids exposed to secondhand stupid, they're getting it firsthand through the schooling system. If people don't believe me, look at the system. We are becoming dumber. And the number one cause of death is stupidity, not smoke. Hmm. Well, it's not just public schools. The Department of Education uh, oversees private schools now as well. So hmm. there's a basically a you know they're trying to have a universal standard, and it has you know any time you try to have a a universal standard, you you have to have a a common denominator. You know, I like, um, for example, "Thou shalt not steal." Oh, great. That applies to everyone, you know, and that's just a basic uh, tenet to human interaction that is um, that's moral. So when you apply the same sort of idea to education, well, they have the minimal minimum standards that everyone has to, you know, pass. And um, in fact, they're but as a result, people don't necessarily try to do better than that. And they don't seek to to um, a higher level. And what's happening now is that there is a question as to whether or not they should have um, high school be five years instead of oh, four. No. Yes. And of course, the the idea also of having young people forced into a government uh, program, the National Service Program. That's another one that's on the table. So then, right. when they're done with high yeah, school, they'll go work for the government. It's okay because they're not people; they're just kids, right? They have no rights. People say blacks and Hispanics are the most persecuted group. No, it's young adults. Mm. 
Yeah, that's an interesting observation, and you're absolutely right about the dumbing down factor. Uh, I think that uh, you know, kids today are definitely like technically. They're brilliant, right? Like they've been raised with computers uh, from day one, so they're very able to do a lot of uh, things that other generations can't. They lack can. reasoning skills, though, that that is more tactile than um, simply, you know, googling for information. Though, oh yeah, and uh, you know, looking at the the way uh, you know young people write, I mean, it's just absolutely embarrassing in mm-hmm. some cases, but. There's evidence to show that this is, you know, this dumbing is not just a theory of yours, Jason. That uh, doc, you know, John Taylor Gatto, who was the teacher of the year in mm-hmm. New York State and New York City, has come out and and kind of revealed the education system for what it really is, and that is a system designed to create a drone worker class that is smart enough to be able to accomplish tasks and do things, but uh, not smart enough to, you know, really kind of question their circumstances and critically think question authority, uh, things like that. And Think the, outside the box. Yeah, and it's the Prussian system, and it's been in place for uh, for decades, well over 100 years in this country, and it it's a very you know deliberate system of control. Yeah, it's like they say, when the blind lead the blind, hope the directions are written in brown. Jason, uh, anything else you want to share tonight? No, but thanks for putting on your show. No I love problem. your show, and... You guys are doing great work. Thank you for the call, Jason. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 855-450-FREE. Now, at the very end of the last hour before we heard from Jason, we were talking about – we'll get to the New York story here in a bit. But we were talking about Spice and how in, uh, let's see, Holiday, Florida, the whatever county that is, Pas- Pasco County, the sheriffs have been cracking down. They hit 15 convenience store locations Uh, and arrested approximately 14 people. They're looking for another seven, including the owner of the convenience store. And, you know, it may simply be that these owners didn't get the memo that these products had been outlawed. I mean, how many people pay attention to every single law that comes out of the federal government or even state governments? I actually had a police officer tell me, well, in California, that they're given uh, that they're given a, a faxed copy each day of the new laws and ordinances and that they that they're sick of it, too. The because, police. Yes. They can't even keep up. Wow. Like we can't even keep up with what the ordinances and rules are that right. we're supposed to enforce. Yeah, do you want me to spend all day reading your ordinances or actually going out and arresting criminals? <laughs> well, criminals that commit crimes. Real, right. When I say criminal, the, I mean a real victim. Yeah. yeah. So in this case, these people are not criminals. They're just convenience store operators. They're just folks that want to sell people the things they want to buy. And the fact is, they're going to buy them anyway, whether they can get them at the convenience store or they have to go online to order them through some company that's uh, that's still selling them, still making them available. For instance, you could probably buy them from some overseas dealer and have them shipped to you if, if there isn't some domestic dealer that's still doing it. I mean, yeah, if you're in the business of selling spice and that's all you sell, so maybe if you run a head shop or something like that, you're probably more likely to get the news that it's been outlawed, right? That uh, sure. the DEA and the federal government have basically basically created a pro, uh, prohibited status for this product. But if you're a convenience store operator, Spice is just one of the probably hundreds of uh, items Thousands that you have. along with tampons and dental floss, you know? Yeah, I, maybe larger stores may have thousands of items in them. Yeah, I mean, so you've got a huge inventory of, uh, of products here. Maybe these raids where these thugs, these sheriffs come into your business and steal all your product and then put you in handcuffs is the first you've heard of it. 
That's certainly a possibility because these things weren't outlawed more than a couple months ago. It wasn't that long ago that this, uh, this new law passed. So a little bit more here from the story. The sheriff's department is trying to make it sound like uh, that these drugs are killing a bunch of people. Maybe they are. Maybe they are contributing to that. Our, our caller did say that uh, that he had had some some kind of scary heart uh, palpitations, if you will. After Alcohol kills it. a lot of people too, but it's legal. It's true. And Cigarettes I, kill a lot of people. They're legal. And it doesn't seem to be an epidemic. If you go and you look up spice deaths, it doesn't really <laughs> seem to be like you know people are dropping like flies. Uh, so he goes, so a little bit more here about what they're doing. The DEA teamed up with the sheriff's department. Uh, they say the drugs have been linked to delusional, violent behavior, and in some cases, permanent psychosis and deadly overdoses. The federal, state, and local officials are working to regulate the drugs sold legally in convenience stores. And, uh, well, wait a minute, legally in convenience stores. This story was written today. So... I could, I swear to you, the, these things were outlawed uh, by the the federal government. So maybe this article's author got their facts incorrect, uh, because if they were sold legally in convenience stores, then why would they being why would they be arresting uh, people for that? Uh, according to, this, I don't know, why are they putting people in mental hospitals for their posts on Facebook? <laughs> you make it sound like there is a rationale there, right? Yeah. By banning some of the chemicals used, but some manufacturers simply dropped a banned ingredient and replaced it with a similar but still legal compound. So maybe that's exactly what they're selling. Mm. Uh, what the sheriff's office did Thursday was new. It doesn't matter if the banned chemicals were in the spice packets being sold at these stores, said authorities. If Excuse me. In the past few weeks, undercover detectives went to these stores and asked to buy something that would get them high. And then these store clerks offered them spice, usually brought out from a container kept behind the counter. This is how the sheriff's office believes it can nab these sellers by charging them with possessing and selling imitation controlled substances. Isn't that entrapment? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, because... The drugs aren't supposed to be sold as something that can get you high. Right. Right. That's why these manufacturers have written on them, you know, this is only to be used for uh, incense or bath salts or whatever. So they've got warnings all over the packages saying not fit for human consumption. And so it's an interesting tactic. They're now sending undercover people in and asking just to get something that can get them high. The agency says... That uh, Arnaco called it, the sheriff called it a unique approach to pressure the store owners and employees. Quote, I would rather us go out there and attack the issue and then keep saying there's nothing we can do. Then keep saying there's nothing we can do about it. We're going to keep finding a way to arrest these individuals. So it doesn't matter that they're, they're not selling something illegal at all. They're, Revenue generators. They're coming up with something. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com.
you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. And here tonight, it's Ian. And Michelle. Oh, speaking of those features, we've got listening options. We've got uh, live streams. You can tune into the broadband, midband, or narrowband versions of the show. And they are available around the clock, uh, 24-7. Whenever you tune in, you'll hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live. And when we're live, you'll hear it live over at listen.freetalklive.com. Get a list of our over 110 radio stations on AM and FM across the country that air the show at various times throughout the week. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, as well as our free-to-air KU band channel, the webcam and the listen lines are all available to you. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in. You know, I was talking earlier in the show about my experience going back down to Florida, where I'm from originally, to visit some friends and family uh, back in the uh, the Suncoast area, and that I was struck by how many sheriff's officers there were Mm. all over the roads. I swear to you, every intersection I saw a sheriff's... Maybe I'm exaggerating slightly, but not really. Mm -hmm. They were everywhere driving down the road stopped in intersections and it's just such a law enforcement heavy and and law enforcement friendly kind of community where the law enforcement officers are revered by many and you know looked up to and the you know the the sheriffs have a status you know they've got a name Uh, it's not like that here in at least in the southwestern corner of New Hampshire. Like for the longest time until he personally threatened me, I didn't know who the sheriff was. I didn't even know his name. <laughs> so but up there it's like sheriff so and so endorses so you know, fill in the blank politician and like the sheriffs are, are right. superstars. Uh and they cracked are cracking down uh, right now in Pasco County, where a couple days ago they raided different uh, convenience store operators across the county, arresting 14 suspects, and they're searching for seven more. Now, apparently, now this is very interesting how they're doing this. They're going after spice and other uh, drugs that are uh, what they call these you know, imitations, if you will, of real drugs, mm-hmm. the original, you know, cannabis. They're imitating synthetic cannabis. Synthetic boutique drugs. Thank you. Synthetic mm-hmm. designer drugs, as they mm-hmm. might be called. And what has happened is the federal government has outlawed a number of these synthetic chemical uh, configurations. So the manufacturers just change the configuration and then they ship out new versions of it under the same brand name. And the sheriff's office says that they're charging the operators of these stores with possession and selling imitation controlled substances even if it's not the owner but rather an employee who as you said um when the officers or undercover officers ask is there anything that can get me high Mm -hmm. um they are selling the spice which you say is supposed to be sold uh, in order for as it incense. to be legal, it has to be sold as incense. And I asked the question, well, isn't that entrapment? And I actually Well, no, no, up- no. I don't think mm. it's because of... Uh- I don't think it's illegal to sell it as a drug because there are, if you look at High Times Magazine or something Mm -hmm. like that, they've always been selling legal highs. Mm. Uh, So it's not necessarily illegal to market it as a drug. I think the reason they market it as incense or bath salts is because then they can't be accused of hurting people, right? Like they, the company can't be accused, hey, we've always marketed this as bath salts. We've always marketed this as incense. We've, you know, on the package it says not safe for human consumption. So that's a CYA uh, for the the Mm. company. That's them covering their butt yeah. to uh, to make sure they can't be sued by people like so then what so so these officers undercover officers are going into the convenience stores and asking 
Is there anything that can get me high? That's right. And then they will sell them uh, the whatever drug, you know, spice or whatever it is they happen to have. I'll give you actually some of the the quotes from some of the people they talk to here. So, but basically the sheriffs are, you know, they're, they're trying to get around the fact that these are legal products. And the idea being that if I sold you a bag of oregano, Michelle, and told you that it was marijuana, that I would be guilty of this crime of, you know, selling some sort of imitation substance. So how is that different than fraud? It is fraud, but uh, they're, they've got specific drug laws that, okay, that okay, outlaw okay. that. Uh, so he says, we are going to find a way to arrest these individuals. In one video released by the agency, Shrenik Demode, a clerk at a marathon station in Newport, Ritchie told undercover agents that one brand of spice is like a bomb. It's awesome, he said. I'm dead serious. Trust me. The sheriff said another clerk used a different sales tactic, saying, I'm high on it right now. The attack on Spice began months ago with deputies hand-delivering letters to businesses selling the synthetic drugs, asking them to discontinue selling it. The agency also began a sticker program praising stores that had stopped selling the drugs. One of the sheriff's officers says that uh, what happened Thursday he hopes is enough to end this. Quote, I pray that this push right here will convince these people not to sell this stuff and we can get it off the streets. But if it's not, and if they continue to sell it after this first wave, we'll be right back out again. And what I'm curious about is what will happen if any of these 15 or 14 people that were arrested actually take this to trial. Do they really have a case here? I don't, you know, obviously I haven't read the statutes in question, but if they're not selling something as cannabis, I can't imagine that they can get them for selling an imitation controlled substance. Because that's what those laws, as I understand it, were written for. If I sell you something I claim is cannabis, mm-hmm. that and it's not actually cannabis, that's the imitation of the controlled substance. Not another product that is being sold as spice. It's not being sold as you know cannabis necessarily. So haven't they made a general and sweeping um, law yet <laughs> that is for intoxicants? Nothing I know of. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe they're just bluffing on this. They're just basically, you know, the cops, there's no liability for the police going and arresting somebody and then having Mm -hmm. to drop charges later. Right. So they can totally destroy this business. They can, you know, arrest the business owner, arrest the clerks. And then later on, right before the trial, if one of them actually doesn't take the plea deal and actually goes to trial, if they drop the charges right before the trial, which could be a year from now, then that's that. The police department doesn't have to pay any penalties and the person's free to go at that point but you know are they going to keep running the business in the same way and if it's under the dea under homeland security under the usa patriot act then the uh, police and the um justices are protected uh from any sort of um civil lawsuits as well generally there is uh, a sovereign immunity uh, mm-hmm. to that sort of thing so so you're going to take me away from my family. You're yep. going to destroy my reputation. You're going to, you know, cause me financial loss and I just have to suck it. Yeah, because you can't do anything about it. They're untouchable. And as they said here, they're going to find a way to come after these people because mm. they're mm. selling something that the cops don't like. Then it's not illegal, but the cops don't like it. Your tax dollars that work to protect you. Welcome to Florida. Now, I'm not saying this stuff isn't happening elsewhere. It's just mm-hmm. that it, it happened to come across my radar from Pasco County. Your thoughts, experiences are welcome. Maybe you've uh, tried Spice. Maybe it's been a scary experience for you, as our uh, one of our callers suggested earlier. This stuff's pretty dangerous. But uh, just to reiterate, Michelle, your solution is absolutely spot on. 
legalize, decriminalize marijuana. Make it so anybody can go and buy this. And I'm sorry, including teenagers. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the idea that teenagers are going to stop smoking pot is ridiculous, and it's one of the most benign substances known to man. It's actually good for people with certain medical conditions. Mm-hmm. and Helps I, with the ADD, which is does it? epidemic proportions in this country. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. You can comment or bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of these airwaves. 1-855-450-3733. Coming up, the shooting in New York City. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. We have a mobile site for those of you with a smartphone. You can go to m, as in mobile, freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. You get quick access to our live streams as well as pot, uh, the software that you'll need to listen in. Maybe you don't already have it installed on your phone. We've got different choices there for you, and they're all free. So go to m freetalklive.com and mailtojail.com is now making it possible to donate directly to your favorite political prisoners like Ademo using your bitcoins you can donate directly to his commissary account or any other jail liberty activist with bitcoins you can support mailtojail.com's great activism they help you write to the people in jail you don't have to know Ademo to write to him he really wants to hear from you uh, it's, uh, it's a great thing to have mail to jail when you're behind those bars so go to mailtojail.com you can donate to them in bitcoin and uh, this message brought to you by memorydealers.com if you need optical transceivers for your network networking equipment and want to support liberty at the same time you can get them at memorydealers.com Shane's in Tennessee on the road listening to XM's America's Talk hey Shane what's going on uh- Calling to, uh, to talk about the story, the topic at the beginning of the show. I guess uh, I'm listening to the show on delay. I take it, but uh, I, I just I don't understand where this is going to end. You know, uh, uh, you can just deem somebody has some type of you know uh, perceived mental disorder and, and just just come take up the guns. I mean, where where does this end? If a woman gets you know postpartum depression, are you going to come? Well, that's what they used to do with women back as as recently as the uh, 50s and 60s. If a woman had postpartum depression or she was going through menopause or or just had, you know, PMS, you know, kind of thing, then women were deemed hysterical. And, and, you know, back a couple hundred years ago, they would be burned at the stake. So, you know, as witches for becoming, you know, lunatics or whatever. So the government's always had its hand in, you know, uh, criminalizing people's emotional states or whatever. But the fact that that uh, we can now see this because we're you know so well connected on the Internet and everything, I'm not sure if it's happening more or we're just more aware of it. Right. I, I know uh, it seemed like about four or five years ago, listening to a local 
Talk radio station back home, uh, it seemed like some politicians were trying to push through, and uh, I believe the NRA was for it. Just, you know, anybody that had, had any type of, um, uh, I guess what you would deem a mental disorder, like if a child was diagnosed with ADD or ADHD or had depression as a child or postpartum depression or any point in life, if you've had any type of issue that could be, I guess, part of the psychiatrist type realm mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that you could come take somebody, take somebody's, uh, the guns or even they, they even included, you know, um, uh, military returning veterans that got maybe a post-traumatic stress disorder you know i just i don't know where it's gonna stop you know you're gonna took them from parents that's a great point shane because uh you know these mental conditions these supposed mental conditions they are really heavily diagnosed these days i mean everybody's got some kind of mental disorder based on all the definitions of these things that are out there and of course the state and the state schools and folks like that have an interest in diagnosing them especially the the pharmaceutical companies that are making the the prescription medications absolutely the pharmaceutical companies (laughs) right so now more people than ever have these uh disorders which maybe they're not really disorders at all maybe they're just natural and that's just how people are and they just have different uh, viewpoints or ways of learning and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and so, you know, if they can keep hitting people, as you're saying, with these uh, diagnoses and then use that as an excuse to ban them from having firearms, that's a pretty dangerous situation for our freedom. And I'm glad you pointed out the NRA is in favor of this kind of stuff. They are not a gun freedom organization. Mm. They support a lot of the current regulatory structure. They support a lot of the 20,000 uh, gun laws that are currently on the, the federal books. So, you know, the, the, if people support gun freedom, they might want to look into other organizations like the Gun Owners of America. I've heard that they are a much better, much more principled uh, organization than the NRA. Right. I, I've always learned my, or thought I was a conservative, but uh, since, you know, uh, I guess Ron Paul uh, getting out there, you know, uh, uh, you know, I voted for Ron Paul this year and, and, and just uh, I've just recently got, you know, turned on a free talk live. And I just, I, I really like the, the ideas, you know, that, that you guys are promoting. Um, Thanks. And I can't say that I, you know, uh, I, I agree with you 100% on every issue, but, I mean, I, I see where you guys, you know, guess us, y'all don't all seem to, I mean, nobody's going to see him. I don't agree with myself on 100% of the issues. (laughs) Well, you know, as long as you're thinking about it, uh, that's what's important. And if we can help people, you know, question their previously held beliefs and come to new conclusions, then I think that's that's valuable. And I'm glad you're out there, Shane. Thanks for the call and thanks for sharing your thoughts tonight. 855-450-FREE. Raymond is on the line listening in Pennsylvania. Raymond, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Michelle. Hey, Hey, Raymond, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, check it out, man. Um, I work for this, uh, this company that uh, uses these, like, crazy toxic chemicals. And uh, it, it boggles my mind that the government's not trying to make these chemicals illegal. Like, one of them, the side effects of spontaneous ego abortion. Spontaneous? You know? Did you say spontaneous ego abortion? No. Spontaneous. Fetal abortion. Oh, fetal, fetal abortion. abortion. The, the call's a little yeah. warbly sounding. I apologize mm-hmm. I don't, if you're on a cell phone. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my cell phone. All right. So what now? That This company made a chemical that uh, – spontaneous abortion? So a miscarriage, basically? Yep, spontaneous fetal abortion. It's one of the chemicals we use here where we work. And I looked it up on the uh, material safety data sheet. And uh, I, well, I could tonic believe water, like that. Tonic water can cause that, too. Quinine. What's that? 
uh, can cause you to have a, a spontaneous abortion. I mean, there uh, you can take belladonna. There are different things that you know. There there are herbs and and things like that that women have used for centuries to you know to um, have a, a natural uh, you know uh, like a, a morning after pill, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, everything up to you know you wouldn't want to do that <clears throat> far along or whatever. Um, if you were predisposed to do it anyway, but the fact that these pharmaceutical companies are being and the FDA is is authorizing the use of these drugs and deeming them safe because they've passed the FDA approval. Um, and then, you, as you say, there are so many side effects. It really undermines your common sense and what you can take and do your body. So, Raymond, where were you going with that uh, point? Well, I mean, my, my thing is it's men chemical that will cause, you know, like your blood to coagulate, you know, spontaneous fetal abortion, so on, so forth, et cetera. But they don't get too high. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're okay to have in society. But really... <laughs> Yeah, well, the government seems to have a real problem with uh, people getting high. It's fine. You can get uh, S-faced drunk, and that's no problem. You can poison yourself on alcohol, and that's all right. But uh, you know, if you uh, smoke a, if you smoke an herb that is on their banned uh, banned herb list, then you're a bad person, and it's ridiculous. Yep. Raymond, thanks for sharing all tonight. Right. Appreciate your thoughts. Yep. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I asked on uh, Facebook and Twitter a moment ago. How do you feel about spice and other synthetic cannabinoids? And of course, uh, Glenn responds that they wouldn't be needed or even exist if marijuana was legal. And I think that's true. The reason why that uh, spice was manufactured in the first place was to imitate marijuana. And if you didn't, you know, if you could just go down to the corner store and buy a variety, because that's what would be available. I like decriminalize instead of legalize, because I like yes. the idea of not just going down to the corner store, but, you know, just like you might come over to my house and um, I would offer you some rosemary or some of my other herbs that are in my garden because mm-hmm. I can't possibly use them all, um, you know, be able to. Cut you off a bud and say, "Here you go." Mm. <laughs> you got to dry it out first. Well, you can't just but cut you it right know what plant. I'm saying. Yes. I mean, just the yeah. idea that you know, it's it's to treat it like it's a weed or an herb as opposed to a, uh, a controlled substance. Right. I mean, how ridiculous is it that a plant that grows naturally in the earth is considered bad or illegal? Right. All right, so 855-450-FREE. Still plenty of time for your thoughts here. In the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are imminent, 1-855-450-3733. You may take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. SealsWithClubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at SealsWithClubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at SealsWithClubs.eu. No seals or harm in the making of this advertisement.
This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain here in the uh, last segment of this program, but you can take control of the airwaves anytime you want. You can do it here right now at 855-450-FREE. We still have room for you, 1-855-450-3733. But also tomorrow night, because we do uh, this Saturday and Sunday. We do it seven nights a week. You can join us anytime you want at freetalklive.com as well. And if you are listening on a local uh, talk radio station and you don't hear the show all seven nights per week, you can always call and talk to the program director and ask real nicely to uh, have more Free Talk Live. Or, worst case, you don't have any Free Talk Live on your local talk stations and you're listening to us online, you can contact your local talk radio stations and, again, talk to the program director and ask them really nicely to add some Free Talk Live to their station. So freetalklive.com is our website, our number, 855-450-FREE. I'd asked the question uh, on Twitter and Facebook a moment ago, how do you feel about spice and other synthetic cannabinoids? Rachel responds on Facebook. She says, why smoke fake when the real thing doesn't give headaches and poison your body? Graham responds, they're a fantastic example of how the state will sell you harmful drugs while continuing to break down people's doors for selling a harmless plant. And finally, Laird says, I feel as though there are many other things that bear an important discussion. I hope my comment doesn't seem brash, but we fault the lame stream for spam all the time. Well, Laird, I disagree. I think that uh, this is an important discussion. We're talking about people's lives here, uh, people who are having their lives ruined by this insane war on drugs. And it's the war on drugs that has brought us things like spice and K2 and the bath salts that uh, in, in a lot of people's cases have created some very scary experiences. And some allege even death. So these are out there, you know, for somebody who has had an encounter with this, for somebody whose friend who has had an encounter or a loved one or a family member has had an encounter with this and it's been negative, this is a very real issue. And for all the people that have had their homes raided, their businesses uh, destroyed by these Reputations destroyed. Yep, by these police officers, this is a very important issue. I just wanted to put that out there. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number here. Now, there was uh, big news. Like, if you went to any news site today, there's one story that topped uh, the news of the day, and that was the shooting that uh, that went on out in front of the, uh, the the Empire State Building, according to the New York In the Post. city where guns are illegal. That is exactly the point. <laughs> Guns, for the most part, are completely prohibited. Yeah. You can get a permit in New York City, but it's not easy. You basically have to be like an armored truck driver or a diamond deliverer or something like that in order to get a, a permit. This is what I understand. I've never mm-hmm. looked into it myself. But from people that actually live in New York City, that's, that's my understanding of how difficult it is. But uh, so, yeah, how's that gun control working out for you? (laughs) According to the New York Post, a fired worker gunned down a former co- uh, Now, listen, they've they've written this incorrectly. They wrote, gunned down a former co-workers. So it's either a former co-worker or former co-workers. Anyway, on a busy midtown street, then turned his weapon on police officers right in front of the Empire State Building. And in the ensuing gun battle, he was killed and- Nine pedestrians were struck, some by the bullets from the police officers, Mm. which is adding much more tragedy to a situation than is absolutely necessary. The 9 a.m. mayhem sent commuters and tourists in a panic scramble. 9 a.m.? So like the the beginning of the the work day day where there's a lot of traffic. From the jam-packed intersection of 34th and 5th Avenue. I wasn't far away from there uh, yesterday. 
Bloomberg identified the shooter as Jeffrey Johnson, age 58, who'd been fired two years ago from Hazan Imports around the corner from the scene. He returned there today with a gun and waited for his victim, a former Mm -hmm. co-worker identified as 41-year-old Steve Ercolino. After fatally shooting Ercolino in the head, he walked down 33rd Street with a gun concealed and was confronted by a pair of construction workers who gave chase. At that point, you want to talk about some brave guys. Like You just watch some guy ice someone with a gun and you confront him. Mm -hmm. At that point, cops on anti-terror patrol drew their weapons on Johnson and he opened fire. This guy has a gun out and he's trying to shoot police officers, according to uh, the mayor of the city, uh, Michael Bloomberg. The cops unleashed a torrent of shots, cutting down the suspect and possibly hitting some of the nine bystanders who were caught in the mayhem. One of the victims was on her way to Dunkin' Donuts for her morning coffee when she heard the gunfire and realized she'd been shot. She saw blood and said who got shot and then looked down and it was her. She never even once saw the gunman herself, according to her friend who is also on the scene. I said, Erica, is that you? She was lying on the floor bleeding and she said, I don't want to die. I hope I don't die. I don't want to lose my leg. In the ambulance, we were laughing about it on the way to the hospital and there was another man and he got shot in the butt. And I'd seen somewhere else here, they kind of gloss over it on this story, but there was another story that one of the Liberty activists posted on Facebook saying, like, that actually had the count of people that were shot by the police. Right. And it was significant. Like, a good amount of the people that were shot. These trained police officers. Right. These professionals Mm -hmm. uh, were shot by the police. Now, look, I'm not saying it's going to be easy on a crowded New York City street to, uh, you know, to get your opponent mm-hmm. if you're a police officer without putting somebody else in danger. But do you think the cops had to draw down on the guy? I mean, couldn't you just follow him? Maybe see where he goes? <laughs> right. uh, do you, you wait till he gets around less people or something like that? Does Do yeah. you have to jump right into it? I mean, he wasn't brandishing the weapon. He wasn't threatening anyone else mm-hmm. in the area. So, again, neither of us were there. Right. We don't know exactly what transpired. So we're only going by what the mainstream media's Reporting. view of this mm-hmm. is. But you know who the suspect is, right? I mean, they, they <laughs> right. confronted the suspect. So just And keep... he's on an island. He's in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it's know? a big place. There are a lot of places to hide. Sure, but if two, two construction workers had you know, chased him down, essentially, he's 58 years old. If you're a police officer, uh, you're supposed to... Yeah, he owes 58. You're yeah, right. Thank you. I mean, he's not a, you know, 30-year-old triathlete. No. He's not Lance Armstrong. <laughs> right. And uh, so, you know, again, a lot of reactions here from some of the people and their their stories about folks. Uh, I don't know if anyone else who was shot by the police has perished at this point, but mm-hmm. they did shoot a number of people. And I just, it seems completely unnecessary. I get it. That, you know, you want to do something, that this guy has just committed a horrendous capital crime in broad daylight in mm-hmm. front of witnesses. I mean, you can't do anything on the street in New York City without there being witnesses in the, you know, the middle of the day. Yeah, but in, an, in a related story, did you hear, did you see the video of the, um, of the man who was having a seizure? I think he was a homeless man and he had a dog. And he was. Oh, yeah, they shot the dog. Shot the dog in the head. And then they didn't even do the humane thing and actually put it down. And it was yelping. Sort of died slowly. Yeah. And the video um, was nine minutes long. And there were. Actually, I heard it didn't die. 
Oh, really? I don't know if it had ended up dying in the hospital, but I heard it was like in critical condition at the hospital. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. Wow. The video was. Yeah, so it was nine minutes long, and they didn't. The, the, um, ten or so cops that arrived on the scene, in addition to the two, not one during that nine minutes addressed the man that was seizing. Wow. Nor did they attempt to, you know. What they do, just stand around? Yes, and then started telling people to, you know, Back to move away. along, move along, and they put up yellow tape and everything. But at no time did they even, you know, get down and roll this man onto his side or mm. check to see if he had hit his head or anything. Nothing. Yeah, and you can see the cop blast that dog in that video. And I don't know, maybe the dog as did As a first scare- resort thing, though. Not right. even as a, you know, he, he, the dog was not, did not have its mouth on him in any way. Absolutely true. The, you know, the cops can make the excuse that the dog lunged at a lady on the, the sidewalk before lunging at the, the police officer. But again, if the dog doesn't actually bite you and isn't actually you know like continuing to attack you i've always suggested if a crazy dog's coming after you give it a kick to the head or something like that make it think twice if it keeps coming then maybe you've got a justification to actually you know take it out uh, at that point but cops jump right to the gun whenever they get the chance when it comes to dogs and i've seen more video than i would like to have ever seen in my lifetime of this happening you know, one of them was a family that had gotten pulled over in Tennessee. Their dog was like a golden retriever oh uh, and was wagging its tail and kind of jumping around and, you know, doing a happy dog thing because it doesn't know what a cop is. Right. So uh, the cop takes a shotgun and blasts its head off. Well, it was in the car with the family. It had jumped everything? out of the car and had sort of come toward the police officer wagging its tail. To like lick it, to, to lick it. Likely him. would have been a very friendly encounter with oh, this dog. Yeah. How sad. In front of the family In front of the family with kids. Oh my God. Yeah. So, you know, there's no shortage of these stories. The cops are, I think they jump too quickly to violence. And in this case, you know, people were shot in the streets as a result of this. Surely there was another way to handle apprehending this suspect. Says here, he never fired at the cops and the cops shot all really? nine people. According to what? Logic on the on our um, the the, chat, room. Uh, chat room. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Interesting. All right. Well, we're out of time for tonight. Michelle, thanks for being here. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And oh, I heard Michelle's going to be launching a blog soon. So I'm looking forward to <laughs> announcing that Thank you. when the time comes. See you tomorrow at freetalklive.com. Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com.